What is up, friends? So in today's video, I want to speak about um, the issue and perhaps a solution to um, practicing spiritual traditions that are made for renunciation in a normal life. So what I mean by that is to practice paths like Buddhism, Vipassana, non-duality, uh, uh, yoga even, which are made to be practiced in ashram environments, uh, monasteries, uh, by monks. What the issue is when we try to practice that in our daily life, without um, adapting these teachings to a daily life, because very often these teachings don't address a um, daily life situation. So I want to dive into that. First, I want to say is that um, I'm coming from my new home. I'm super happy to be here. I've had a super packed year. If you followed me for a little bit, you've seen me go travel all the way to India, um, uh, to Poland. I did all kinds of trainings. I did so many trainings. I got so many certificates uh, this year. Um, I did many festivals. I've been to Boom Festival. I've lived in seven, eight different houses and rooms all around the world. And now I finally got a stable base again. And um, I'm in a little bit of a process of landing, of integrating, also a lot of inspiration. Uh, my intention is to create a lot more content, and to come back on here, but also, yeah, I'm taking it a little bit slower than my mind would sometimes like it. Sometimes we have all kinds of plans, um, but we just have to listen. We sometimes we have to slow down. And that's a little bit where I'm at. But I'm back. I'm in a more stable base. I hope to make more podcasts, and I hope to yeah to have an exciting winter. I want to release some um, new things, and I'll keep you posted about that. But anyways, to get further into the subject of today's podcast or Instagram video, so the issue with. Um, practicing these renunciate paths in a normal life. So what we have to consider ourselves when we practice spiritual um, traditions in a normal life, we have to consider ourselves as tantrics or tantricas, which basically means we are spiritual practitioners on a path to enlightenment, which we are all on, I believe. It's up for you to debate that yourself. but. We are all on a path of enlightenment. And most of us that are now watching this video and the ones that are practicing also, we are householders. We are not monks. We are not renunciates. And we have to deal with a lot of daily life situations that these traditions for a reason walk away from. So what we have to deal with is money, is um all kinds of social relationships with our family, friends, lovers, housing, jobs and business, administration, life direction. We have to kind of find our way in life. What do we want to do what, with my time? Who do I want to be? And 90% of what I just said is taken away if you go renunciate. It doesn't mean you will live an easy life if you go monk. Not at all, it's extremely hard work, but you can focus all that hard work on spiritual practice, on focusing, training the mind, training the body. And you don't have to think anymore about things like 
money, for example, that is being taken care of. You don't have to think about, do I go on with this relationship or that relationship? Many of these traditions, they um, renounce sexuality. You don't have um, time for um, a social life and friends and all these things. Some of these paths, you even completely disappear from your family for some time. If you're more interested to, to hear about that, you can, for example, look uh, up the Ramakrishna order. It's a place in, in India where uh, people can apply for uh, monkhood. And um, you can go on a website and see what it actually means to become a monk. It's quite interesting. So we don't live like that. We live like tantrics and tantrikas. Why do I use that word? Tantra was a spiritual development in India some years ago that was kind of revolutionary because it was a spiritual system that was saying you don't need to go renunciate to become enlightened we can become enlightened in daily life and we use our daily life as the sadhana and our spiritual practices around it are also um, tailored to uh, daily life our meditations and our all of that um, so this is really pretty much the key. I could stop the talk from here, but this is the key. If we live a householder life, if we are on a path towards enlightenment as a householder, we need to take our life as the spiritual practice itself. What does that mean? We have to, all these things that we deal with that are very high in energy, our relationships, our money, we, our, our work, our business, our, our mission, our goals, uh, or our uh, lack of all these things. We have to start seeing that as reflections, as teachings, and um, as all opportunities, especially when we feel the friction with life, as opportunities to awaken us deeper. Because really what these spiritual traditions point at, it's serious work. These traditions talk about liberation. And that is not just something for the faint of heart. Liberation is, 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 is deep, deep, <laughs> deep work. But really, it is really deep work. If you see the amount of work Buddhists, for example, put in to liberate their mind, if you see how much they meditate on everything that they don't, that they cannot accept yet, and which is for them, for example, not the pain in their body that they use and the discomfort of many hours of meditation. If you see the amount of work it takes them to liberate them through that, then that doesn't mean that it takes should take you as much time but what it means is that you should take it at least as seriously. This life that you've been given, it is a bit of a wild ride sometimes, full of suffering, full of um, really deeply challenging things and things that you are like, how can this happen? How can I be being given this challenge? I don't want this. And we have to start approaching life that there's a reason for that. We are literally here born on earth. For some reason, we cannot see from this side of the fence while being kind of an earthling. You kind of have to stand on a higher side of the fence that we simply cannot reach. But on this side of the fence, we are put to crawl our way through 
all this darkness that human lives entail and it also our own psyche entails we all have darkness in our mind and this is therefore a reason to unroot it to enlighten it and to move and grow past it so whatever these words elicit in you maybe it's giving you a new scope to look at things maybe inspire something in you um, and that is already enough if, if that is what they are doing. But it's also important to become really practical. What do we do when life challenges us? Because if you keep on going to the Buddhist teacher or to the non-dual teacher, that are very popular these days, they will continuously point you back to who is watching or come back to the breath. Or yeah, find out who is the I, find out who you are beyond the body and mind. But how sufficient is that the next time you are, just name a situation, you are at work and your colleague or your boss is just immensely triggering you, deeply annoying you or deeply frustrating you or deeply hurting you or making you feel extremely insecure about yourself. Or what if you feel that you walk around with a lot of arrogance or whatever it is? What, what, what are you doing with that? Are you looking the other way? Are you acknowledging it? Are you working with it? If we want to make these teachings practical to our daily life, we have to take these precise moments as a practice. Ultimately, it means that our spiritual practice kind of only starts at the yoga mat or at the meditation cushion. And the real practice starts to happen when we are faced in life with situations in which we can do something noble or not so noble. In situations in life in which we are invited to gossip and in which we choose to not gossip when we want, are so angry to a point that we want to say something hurtful and we redirect energy and don't do that and reflect on it and really observe that that's just something happening inside ourselves. The spiritual practice happens when life throws challenging situations at us and we are taking sacred time to journal and reflect on it and to see the challenges that come our way as gifts that can help us to awaken more that can that 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 have a, per definition a deep gift inside of them it is when we see victim stories in our mind and when we choose to not indulge in them it is being able to 
stop eating at some point when we are already full and when we just want to indulge and it is to learn how to balance all this practicing and mindfulness around all our behavior out so that we don't get over exhausted from our spiritual practice um, and stop doing it or get a, a, a version towards our spiritual practice. We have to learn to deal with a life in which we are not constantly surrounded by um, amazing, inspiring spiritual teachings or other people that are fully on the path, which is a very important thing, a sangha, a community of spiritual practitioners that are around you also on a path to enlightenment. You are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. Who are these five people? Are they also like you interested in becoming free and becoming happier? Are they, you know, like all these things are so, so, so relevant and um, so important to look at for a successful spiritual journey. I think really, I can speak about this because I also see it in myself. Uh, that's what I've been learning from my own journey. I think many people can get very stuck by constantly reading similar teachings over and over again, practicing certain spiritual practice over and over again and keep on having similar issues, nagging, running around, same clouds in their mind of difficult voices chasing them. Um, I lost track of my sentence and I think I was also spoken of. I think I conveyed the message I wanted to convey. So, yes, consider yourself a tantric. It is very strange to call yourself a Buddhist or a non-dualist. A non-dualist, to call yourself a non-dualist is definitely strange in and of itself. Um, or a yogi, because truly what you are, you are tantrika. You are, or a tantric, you are a householder that is using life as a spiritual practice and you are not a renunciate. So you have to treat your practice like that. Thank you for listening. I hope to see you soon again with more inspiration. Please make sure to uh, let me know if you liked it, leave a comment wherever you can, leave a rating, a support. If you want to support me, those are the things you can support me to grow. I want to grow. If you want to see me grow, share it, like it, rate it, um, comment, Tell me what you like about it. Give me feedback. Also, it's really important as I'm speaking about spirituality that if you feel that you don't agree with something, that's something you cannot accept, then point it out. Let me know. This is very, very important. Don't take on my words, but reflect on them for yourself. And if you feel I cannot accept this, it doesn't feel correct to me, then bring it forward. That's how we grow. That's true spirituality. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wish you a beautiful day. See you in the next one. Namaste.